All right, welcome to You're the Marketing Department, the show helping you and your organization grow. My name is Jacob, and I'm joined by John. How's it going? Jacob, it is going so good. Good. This is my first time on season two. I know. Welcome to season two. It's good to have you here. It's a a whole new world. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) Awesome. So today, actually, I was reading an article uh, on Inc. Magazine. Ooh, you read? I just learned how to. (laughs) Very recently. Um, (laughs) uh, It's why email will be obsolete in 2020. That is some clickbait right there. That's bold. It's a bold call. Is that BuzzFeed? <laughs> no, it's actually ClickHole. <laughs> I love ClickHole. I know. No, no, it's, it's Inc. And he says, stick a fork in your email. Within five years, something else is going to replace it. Wow. Yeah, so... That guy likes metaphors. <laughs> stick a fork in it. So he said, the, the author says that he thinks email will be dead by 2020. and It'll be replaced by some other type of technology. Uh, he talks about like Slack is starting to kind of take its sure. place. Um, text... Um, social media, things like that, direct mm-hmm. messages. I do not agree. Yeah, I have to say I, I don't quite agree with that either. I definitely think that things will continue to develop, like Slack. I mean, that's been the past few years, right? Mm-hmm. Or like Facebook Messenger and things like that. But it seems to me like in 2020, it'd be unlikely that there would be no place for email. Yeah, he guess. says he, which I agree with. Uh, I see where he's coming from here. He says there's going to be a, or he predicts there's going to be a, like a one-stop shop place for all communication so he's talking about how uh email and like slack text messages they're all kind of in their own little box yeah. and so we go to like five different sources and I, I i do agree that there needs to be an integration and there's a pool towards it but five years is really fast even with technology yeah i just i'm not sure i see that happen realistically i mean i think there's a reason that all these things were built separately because Facebook wants you to use Facebook Messenger. You know, they don't want you to be on Twitter DMing people. So mm-hmm, Exactly. Like for email, one of his reasons is uh, when you send an email for some, to someone, you either don't get a response a lot of the time mm-hmm. or they're really slow. And I think the first problem is people don't want to talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, not- no. I see where he's coming from because he's right. There's not a an expectation of an immediate response when you send an email like there is for Slack. But I think that's kind of the point. If yeah. there's an emergency going on, you pick up the phone or you text them or send a Slack or whatever, you don't send an email. Yeah. So I think an email is more of a, hey, get this over today at some point, or hey, quick question about this. Mm-hmm. I, no, I agree th- with that. Each channel has its own purpose. And so I think the integration would be nice, but there's still got to be some separation of expectations for responses and the type of things you go for in each channel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So that is actually right in line with what we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to be talking about why email's not dead or why it is dead. Is it dead, John? I'm going to say that it's not dead, but... No, no, I, I agree with you. I'm going to play devil's advocate today, though, because I think a lot of clients I talk to, uh, while they don't word it in the same way, uh, they do have a lot of arguments against email and why they don't really want to use it, uh, mm-hmm. but it's a fantastic tool, honestly. Yeah. The clients raise a lot of seemingly good points um i guess we'll just walk through them the first one i hear a lot is uh people get junk mail all the time and they don't want to just fill up their inbox it's a waste of their time their money i mean you got to design email build it make sure it's responsive there's a lot that goes into sending a, a quality email and so i think their point is that it's just going to get lost in the mix yeah i mean i understand where people are coming from i can definitely see where there's a lot of spam in your inbox yeah and there's a lot to kind of sift through but i'd have a hard time saying that that means that email is dead obviously if people are sending email at a rate that makes your inbox fill up quickly that would make me think that email is alive and doing pretty well (laughs) it's working for somebody right i mean additionally i think you can make the argument oh there's so much spam i'll get lost in the mix 
but I think that's true with almost any platform. I mean, if you look yeah. at social media, you know, is it all just noise? Do you get lost in the mix there? Direct mail, almost any form of communication, you're going to have to choose words and tactics that make you stand out in that platform. So sure, you have competition in someone's inbox when your email comes in. Uh, but I don't think that means the email is dead. I think it just means you have to find the ways to stand out. Yeah, I see the same thing. Like, I think the argument falls apart when you compare it to things like PPC. Like, so you see mm -hmm. ads in the internet all day. You see hundreds and hundreds of ads, but it doesn't mean they're obsolete. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're very, very profitable. I mean, you can make some good, right. good money off them and good leads from them. Um, and it's just a numbers game. I yeah. think that's the thing with email is it is the rates are lower. Like the metrics aren't quite as high as a lot of other methods but it's so cheap. Yeah. You know, that's just my thought. Yeah, I think the, the channels that where there isn't as much noise are the channels that nobody's on. So yeah. it's kind of give and take. You know, there's a lot of spam in email, but the reason there's a lot of spam is because everyone has an email and it's a great way to reach people. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, that's true. Uh, so the second reason I get um, from clients is, this is a big one, honestly. I think this is even bigger than the uh, junk mail thing, mm -hmm. is they don't want to be seen as spammy. Uh, they don't want their company to have that type of reputation. So that stops a lot of them just dead in their tracks, honestly. They don't even want to go further than that. I think, again, this just comes down to the quality of your email. So if I'm, if I'm the owner of a business and I know that I'm going to run an email campaign, I, I don't think I stop short and say, well, I'm not going to run this email campaign because I don't want people to think that I'm spammy or like... Yeah. I think what you do is you create the email campaign in a way that's not spammy, you know, that's high quality content, that has a subject line that is not spammy, that encourages people to open it, that has content in the email that is not spammy, that's going to yeah. be engaging and stuff. So I get, I get the concern. I think that if you pay attention to making your email not spam, it's pretty easy to avoid having that um, connotation to your reputation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, on top of that, all content marketing can be spam. I mean, whether it's yeah, a sure. blog or a social post or an email, it can all be spam and it all comes down to creating value for your, the, the end user. And so if you're sending emails about, hey, our business is cool, like no one cares. But if you're really providing value, you give them 50% uh, off something um, or you show them a new product that could actually genuinely help them, that's not spam, that's helping them out. Right. It's the difference between infomercials and Doritos commercials in the Super Bowl. You know, exactly. some commercials are spam, but some are legitimately funny. <laughs> they provide entertainment. Exactly. I think a lot of it also comes down to design. Mm -hmm, so I definitely. think a lot of like, like you can tell a spam email without reading any of the text about any of the content at all. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And that's just part of the quality component too. putting mm -hmm, the time yeah. in to make sure it looks good. For sure. Uh, so another thing I get, which we kind of brushed by are the metrics. So I get a lot uh, of, uh, yeah, I have an email list and it may be pretty big, but I could send thousands and thousands and thousands of email and not a single person turns into a lead. Yeah. So just the fact that maybe click-through rates and engagement rates are lower than people would like to see. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a legitimate question people have. You know, why are my engagement rates and open rates so low? So here's the thing, though. If you're looking at your open rates and you're getting a 25% open rate, and you're judging that in relation to maybe like personal text messages that you send to your friends yes. or like Facebook messages that you're sending to people. Uh, yeah, of course they're going to be lower <laughs> <laughs> because you have a personal connection with the people that you're texting or Facebook messaging. So it's all relative, really. Yeah, that's a good point. So the final one I've got that I, uh, I hear from a lot of my clients is people don't buy off emails. Yeah. So I think in a B2B setting that mm -hmm. 
can be the case. I don't think it's necessarily always the case. Mm -hmm. Obviously, in a B2C setting, like if Amazon is sending you emails for products, I think it's pretty easy to have attribution that you click on the email and then you buy the product. In a B2B setting where it's usually more considered purchases, that's not as often the case. But I do think that you can't ignore the part of the funnel that email fills. Yeah. So if people are clicking the email and maybe going to your blog post and then going from your blog post to your services, and then next week they come back and uh, submit a contact form request, you know, you can't directly attribute email to the purchase decision, but I mm-hmm. think obviously it plays a role. So Yeah, each channel has a, a role to play in email, social media, things like that. Their role isn't to be the final point yeah. uh, of contact. And so I think that's a... I mean, it kind of applies to most channels, to be honest. I don't think most channels, they make the buying purchase. They're not going to read a blog and be like, wow. Yeah, a B2B purchase usually comes down to a conversation. Yeah, any considered purchase. So, Um, Jacob, would you still consider email to be dead? John, it's resurrected. (laughs) You brought it back to life in my eyes. And I I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I would agree. I'm calling it. I don't think... I mean, At least not I think by 2020. No, no, no. I think it'll change, and I think one day it will go away because there are, there are pain points. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, email drives me crazy. The zero inbox, I don't know how many of you out there do that, but it's great and terrible at the same time. Yeah, it's so much work. Yeah, but I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Okay, so if email is not dead. All right and you want to send email, and you recognize it as a viable marketing platform, All right. how can you stand out in a sea of emails in someone's inbox? I think the subject line wow. is probably the biggest indicator of whether or not, a, actually I have a game for you. Yeah. We're gonna play a game right now. Uh-huh. All right, open up your inbox for me. I've got it right here. We're gonna play, did I open it? Wow. All right, and so I'm gonna look through some of these. Let me pull some up emails I've gotten from companies, and I'm going to read you the subject line, and you have to tell me if I opened it or not. Okay. All right? I like that. Let me find one. All right, so here's my first one. It's from Reed's Jewelers, and the subject line is, there's still time to find the perfect gift, Alex and Ani Valentine's collection. Hmm. I'm going to guess that you did not open that. I did not, and let me tell you the main reason. is because uh, I'm looking at it on my phone, which most people will. It, it, a lot, if not most people, will look at their emails on your phone. Mm-hmm. And the subject line, all I see is, there's still time to find the... And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't... To find the what? I know. That's, <laughs> I should have clicked on it. What's happening here? <laughs> and I think that kind of goes to show that you really need to, number one, test your emails. Make sure they're responsive. Look at your desktop and your mobile to make sure that uh, it looks like you want it to. But second of all, that's a long subject line. Yep. That's way longer than it needs to be. Yeah, I um, that. And I'd say, I mean, I don't know, maybe this isn't true, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're probably not looking for a ring or anything right now. You just got married. Yeah, no, not looking for a ring anytime soon. So <laughs> they, could, they probably could have segmented a little better, but... Yeah, that is another point. That's, a, that's another good point. So what do you got? Uh, okay, let me see. So we've got one from Experian. I guess Experian is some kind of credit checker or something, but here's the email they sent me. John, February is all about personal finance. Do you think I opened it? I have two, two thoughts here. Number one, the fact that you didn't know what Experian was <laughs> indicates you probably didn't open it. Yeah, although maybe I was curious, but <laughs> you're right. True, that's true. And number two, um, why is February about finances? I mean, we, I guess taxes are coming up, but not 
Not quite. <laughs> yeah, I did not open it. Number one, because I had no idea what experience was. <laughs> Number two, because I saw the word finance and uh, got bored and scared. <laughs> I, I fell asleep mid-email check. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, uh, kind of. But <laughs> I just had no context with the email. I like that they used my name. I thought the personalization That's was nice. cool, which you can do with a lot of marketing email automation software. But it just wasn't that interesting mm-hmm. subject line to me. I thought it could have been more compelling. Yeah, so I definitely have two things uh, that I pulled from that. Number one, personalization is good, mm-hmm. but you always have to be careful and know that your list is like very, very accurate because the quickest way to get it unsubscribe is to use like the wrong name on someone. Yeah. Uh, and then second of all, opting in is super important. People need to know who you are or you're just going to either get unsubscribed or get marked to spam every single time. To personalization, I feel like there's an art to personalization. Like this one just felt kind of tacked on there. Yeah. It's like, John, like it's the machine voice is like, February is all about personal finance, John. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I no, feel like I if you're going to do personalization, it has to be kind of artful. It has to be smooth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, so here's another one I have. It's from PNC Bank. Uh, how are you liking PNC Virtual Wallet? I'm going to guess that you opened that because I bet you just got PNC Virtual Wallet and you were interested about what they had to say. John, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Wow. It was very really relevant. And yeah. actually, right as I, I went with PNC because of the virtual wallet, and then yeah. a couple days later, I got, I got this email, and I thought the timing was perfect. Yeah. It was it was a, almost a push to like, hey, check it out. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I mean, they must have set up some kind of drip campaign, so that yeah. was coming to you at a certain time after your purchase. Mm-hmm. So. Very good timing. Subject line is fine. Fit in my phone. Everything was good. And when I opened the email, it's a well-designed email. Now, did you tell them what you think of virtual wallet? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going <laughs> to give them that satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. All right, so the last one I have for you, uh, it's from a company called Click and Grow, which actually they sell like indoor gardens. John, um, you don't look like a guy that buys indoor gardens. I've been growing a lot of basil these past few months. <laughs> a lot of basil. And uh, have you finished growing it yet? Have you used it? Jacob, it's not ripe yet. <laughs> basil takes three months to develop fully. So. Oh, man, I thought it was a two-monther. Yeah, that's what most non-basil growers think. <laughs> anyway, so this this company is called Click and Grow, and they sell these indoor gardens. So their email to their email subject line was, get a peek into the home of other Click and Growers. <laughs> do, you th- do you think I haven't? <laughs> so... so- so I see where they're going with this, and the idea is there. Yeah. But it's not far off from peek through the windows of other people. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say no. Jake, Actually, you know, I'm going to say yes because I, it was so weird. I was going to say, I hate to disappoint you, but I did open it. <laughs> I was just intrigued. I was like, what the heck? What is this about? So I guess the takeaway from that is... Do you have a desire to look at other... <laughs> I was just in, I was intrigued. You okay, know? that's it was, it was compelling. It was weird and compelling, and so I did open it. I, I would never peek into someone's window. Or in their uh, shrubbery or it, gardens. <laughs> was that what it was about? Just like a social sharing of gardens or something? Uh, yeah, it was just kind of some like case studies of click and grow gardens. <laughs> in what context are people standing around in a circle like, oh, wow, I saw this great garden? Clicking growers do, Jay. All right, that's fair. But yeah, so those are some email subject lines that we either opened or didn't open. I think the thing to keep in mind is keep it engaging. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to make it too formal. Email is a personal communication tool yeah, on some level. It. Yeah, make it interesting, make it engaging. Don't Personalization be creepy. doesn't help, doesn't hurt. <laughs> and creepiness can be an opening factor. <laughs> Apparently. All right, so that's uh, that's it for today's show. 
As always, check us out on LinkedIn at your the marketing department and uh, send us an email at John, please. You can send us an email at podcast at New North, and then you can also check us out online at newnorth.com slash podcast. Great. We hope to hear from you. Yeah. So it's been a great uh, start to season two. Jake, great to have you on board. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we will catch you on the flip side.